KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. I am so excited to welcome longtime friend and lacrosse family, Alex Whitworth, to the TNT mic. She is an entrepreneur, a mother of five, and she's going to share her journey about being an organized, intentional human and then just saying yes to the moment and taking a chance and taking advantage of an opportunity to move to the U.S. Virgin Islands with her husband and her five kids and her business. So if you are out there and you're in a spot in life for opportunities at hand and you're wondering what to do next, this is the conversation for you. This is an incredible story. Alex and her family have done some really awesome, fun things, and they took a chance on the opportunity, and it turned out to be one of the best things they've ever done. So enjoy this conversation. Alex, I appreciate the time and energy. I can't wait to see where the business and the fam go next, Um, but enjoy and be ready for me to come visit soon. Check out this podcast wherever you get it, wherever you listen to your podcast, and the YouTube video will be out soon. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am so excited today. We have lacrosse fam in the house. Um, this is an international podcast. I am welcoming Alex Whitworth to the TNT mic. She's a mother of five. She's an entrepreneur. She's currently in the U.S. Virgin Islands in St. Croix. Alex, what's going on? Yeah, so we're not technically international. I'm still Oh, you're US. not? No, oh, I'm US such an American. Oh, you're I right. Could, yeah, I even said it. I'm yeah, fired. I could quickly hop over to the British Virgin Islands, but we're U.S., so we're okay. like not quite international, but kind of. Okay, so they're kind of international. I'm not going to edit any of that, just so the universe knows how good I am at my geography. For for shipping purposes, everyone thinks we're international. Like, I couldn't keep certain things the same as from the States. So let's just go with it. Okay, well, we'll go with not, we'll go with far away. Um, But we played lacrosse together. We only played together for one year, though, right? Yeah, I think it was your fifth year, and I was a freshman. Okay. Super senior year. Oh my God. So I was super focused that year. (laughs) Obviously (laughs) medical red shirt, um, was super ready to be done in four, but we extended it to five and that was the whole thing, but we got to play lacrosse together. Um, and then we've kept in touch and Alex has this super incredible story. She took a leap of faith, um, with her husband and moved to the U S Virgin islands, which is not international, but still far away, um, and has five kids and maintained her business while she moved. So we're going to unpack all that. Alex, why don't you give us a little background on and your upbringing, like how you grew up as a kiddo and kind of what led you to right now? Okay. Uh, well, I'm from Northern Virginia, born and raised, went, you know, all through school, so even college, you know, we went to George Mason in Fairfax, Virginia. So I just had, I don't know, it was a normal, happy childhood. I'm one of four kids. My parents were super involved. They came to every activity, you know, every lacrosse game, whether it was at Mason, they went to the away games. Um, so just a really happy childhood, a, you know, safe, comfortable, um, kind of easy, you know, just, and that's kind of where this will go today, where I just felt everything was easy. Like, you know, I, after high school, I was recruited at Mason, which is right down the street. It was easy. I did it, you know, then became a teacher right after I stayed a fifth year as well, got my master's and then became a teacher. And that job just kind of fell in my lap and then I got married and then I had a kid right away. Like everything was just kind of easy for mm, me. Um, okay. I very, very lucky. Um, 
And so then here came this opportunity to totally get outside of our comfort level. Um, but yeah, I mean, Okay. So, yeah. so, so you've got, I totally jumped into it right there. Yeah, no, that was perfect. I love it. And I either usually get when I tell people this, cause I always like to hear the human behind the business. I always think it like really prefaces the audience for, cause the business and all like the journey is good. But if you hear the background people, like, like things really come together. Um, but you have one sibling, right? No, I, I'm one of four. So I have three oh, you're one I have four brothers okay. and one sister. Yeah. Are you the oldest? No, I'm the second, but we're all very close in age. Okay. Okay. Cause I was wondering, cause I'm one of four and I was like, mm, kids, you know, that was a lot growing up. There's boys everywhere and it's a thing. You had like the opposite reaction and now have five kids. Was that kind of part of it? You liked the big family and the whole thing? I did. And you know, even before, like I was going to talk to you today, I was thinking like, what are we going to talk about? Will we talk about my childhood? And I think like that had a big impact on me wanting a lot of kids. Okay. It was four of us. We were close in age. I love just having tons of friends around, whether it was my older brother's friends, my younger brother's friends, like everyone was kind of a group, you know, we did flashlight tag with a group of 20 kids or air hockey, you know, all these things. Um, I just loved it. And I, I always wanted four kids. I think I just loved my childhood and how my life was that I thought, Oh, I want the same thing. And yeah. my mom was a teacher. So I became a teacher. I thought it was great how she worked hard and then had the summers off with us. So I just kind of followed in her footsteps. Cause I liked how, how things were. So I like that. I think when things are easy, you're in alignment. Um, I don't think my process, well, I know for like Mason coming from Colorado, like trying to get recruited, it was much more of an in-depth process, but yeah. that process really prepared me for like my marketing and branding career. And kind of, it was almost like the exact same thing. Um, I was like trying to be an influencer before influencers were a thing in lacrosse and Virginia East coast was like, we don't care about Colorado lacrosse. And I don't blame them because <laughs> back then it was not a thing. Um, right. it is now and it's competitive, but like that yeah. kind of led me up. But do you feel like you were kind of naturally in alignment as a kid? Or like, did you not fight the process as much? Or like, what do you think that flow? was from? I think, yeah, I think it's just that everything kind of, I mean, I worked hard, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I studied really hard. I took school really seriously, you know, with my mom being a teacher. Um, so I got good grades and yeah, like you said, it just kind of fell in my lap because George Mason was, you know, five minutes from my high school. So the coaches could come to our games and it was easy. Um, the recruitment process was easy for me. And I just thought, you know what? Sure. I'll just do this. I didn't, I've never really been someone that like, I didn't have a wedding binder that I like really wanted or growing yeah. up. There wasn't one school that I really wanted to go to. I was just kind of happy to do just kind of open. I, you know? Yeah. I was just kind of open. So I just thought, you know what? Yeah. Mason is great. And I'm so happy that I did. And then again, just because my path was there and I got the teaching job, we stayed in Northern Virginia. There was never a reason to leave. My family was all there. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like stayed on this straight path and it, it worked. Yeah. Um, I have no regrets. Yeah. About that. Even though I would see other people, you know, going to new cities or going, you know, I had friends from high school going to these cool colleges and places I had never been, but I just, I didn't feel like I, I needed to do that. I love it. Well, I think it's, I think most of my varsity humans, um, we're going to like try, like we have something set in our mind and then we're going to work harder or try more, read more or train more or do something. And I think there's real value in what you're saying of sometimes, and I do think it's a lot of personality, but of just letting go and just kind of going with it. And that's, I think that's really hard. I don't think in society we're taught that it's like study more, do your thing. But I think if you can just find some space of contentment and then just keep showing up, I, I think there is less resistance 
in that process. I was not that person. Like I had, I certainly did not have the wedding binder, um, <laughs> which I, my mom even talked about like a hope chest. And she actually was like, you know, you will never have one of those. Like, that's not going to be your thing. Like I was kind of taught that from the get go. Not that it was bad, but it was, she's like, I want you to do your thing. I want you to go to college. Um, yeah. And she, my mom dreamt of being a wife and having kids. Uh, so anyways, it, it, it's funny how I think you can have goals and dreams, but I think there's also such beauty in like being in contentment and then going with the process and that resistance can be so hard. And, and sometimes the more we resist, the, the harder it is. And I think I was kind of more one of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just a very easygoing person. Yeah. Things don't really bother me. So yeah, I was just kind of happy how things were. And so I just kind of kept chugging along with the, on that straight path. I love it. Well, and even if you're laid back, five humans, did you guys have all five kids before you made the big move? We did. Yeah. So the youngest had just turned one. Okay. So there's no way, even if you're laid back and chill, five humans in your house is out of control. I grew up with four and it was insane. Uh, and I think you have three girls and two boys. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a lot of women. <laughs> I mean, for my, my young females, but that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of boys too, actually too. Yeah. Um, how was that going? I mean, I guess you came from team sports and everything, but how is it having five kids? Like I want this for my young people that are considering kids. Cause even nowadays kids are expensive. Not a lot of people have yeah. more than two kids. Tell us about right. this journey with the whole like petting zoo. Uh, it, I mean, it is chaos, but it's yeah. controlled chaos. Um, they're all, all of ours are very close in age. So they're all right about 18 months apart. The first oh, wow. four. Um, and then we thought we were done. You know, I always wanted four. And then I just kind of had this nagging feeling like, I don't know if, if this is it. So I convinced my husband to be open to it. And then it happened. So the four and five are about a little over, a little under two and a half years apart. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So a little bit bigger gap for the last two, but they're just, they're really close in age. So it's, it was very hard at the beginning, but now they kind of entertain themselves and yeah. I mean, they're either best friends or worst enemies on any given day, but yes. that still works somehow. Yeah. Um, it's either happy screams or bad screams, but um, yeah, I don't, I mean, again, I, I'm pretty laid back. So, and my husband and I balance each other pretty well, um, but I don't know. It's fun. I love it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. So. I love it. Well, um, this is not the same, but I had one dog got a second one because when she turned five, I'm like, oh, we got to keep the youth in the house. It's like dog equivalent to Botox. So I'm like, yeah. we'll get a puppy. And then, um, when I got my second one, she was a rescue. And they're like, I think she's a German shepherd. I was like, no way she's tiny. She's a cattle dog, like 65%. And the energy is no joke. Like this dog is in it. So I'm like, I think I'm just going to get a third because Cleo, my oldest doesn't care. And yeah. Colette is literally going to dig a hole somewhere. Like she needs entertainment. So I got a third dog and I actually think it's easier with three. So I don't know if it translates, yeah. but I can see how, like when you have the tribe and they can kind of play together and be a unit, it's easier than just like one or maybe even two. Yes, that is exactly, exactly how it is. So maybe I'll get two more dogs just to match you dog to human. Should. Yes. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> yeah. I think the city will be like, there's this dog leader on the corner. You need to get her the hell out of here. <laughs> Something's going on. Um, that's amazing. Okay. So when, when you guys are kind of set up in Virginia, you live there forever. And all of a yeah. sudden this opportunity comes for you guys to move to St. Croix. What was your initial response to that conversation? I was, yes. Yes. Immediately. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And okay. so just a little bit of background. So it was for my husband's job and we knew for years. So we put our name on a list and kind of like, as years go by and people oh. leave or retire, they call up the next person on the list. So we had known 
for probably, our name had been on the list for eight years. For this location uh, specifically? Yeah, for the Virgin Islands. Oh, okay. And kind of crazy, you know, how I'm this like straight path person. Yeah. He got married, he had this job and he had the opportunity to put his name on a list. And we were like, okay, we're going to move from Virginia and we're going to try something. It'll be just the two of us cool adventure, newlyweds. And then I got pregnant, like very shortly after we were married. So then I was like, oh no, straight path. We got to stay here. It's the first grandchild, all of our families here. So we decided to just not put our name. We put our name on the DC list so we could stay in DC. Um, But then I was like, you know what, let's put our name on a list and down the road, if we get called up, we'll be really adventurous. And I think it was just like, I needed to tell myself we were adventurous, even though like our whole life we hadn't been right. Yeah. We yeah. Virginia, And he was the same. He, um, he lived in Germany for a little bit when he was little, but otherwise, you know, elementary, middle high school in Northern Virginia, um, as well. We didn't know each other, but we both, you know, had just lived there for a long time. And so I, this email like popped up not that long ago as I don't know why I was searching for something that he sent me, but he emailed me and said like, okay, babe, I put our name on the Virgin Islands list in eight years. If it pops up, what do you say? And I wrote right back, like me and Ava, that's our oldest, um, who was two months at the time. Like we are, we'd go tomorrow if it came up and I'm not kidding. Eight years, like almost to the month we got the call. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we got the call and you basically have 24 hours to respond if you want to take it. Okay. So we like knew our name was like getting up closer to the list and it could be a possibility. And at that time, you know, we had four kids and maybe I was pregnant with the fifth as we were getting closer up the list. Um, And then we had the fifth and then we kept checking the list and we were pretty close up. And so then he got the call and I was like, yep, let's do it. Sign up. We said we were going to do this. What the heck? Let's go. He is the opposite. He needed to see it in person. He And we had done plenty of research. We had done our homework. We knew yeah. what we'd be getting into, um, but he still just needed to see it. So we booked a flight down that weekend, um, saw it, and then said yes. Wow. The, the next week, they gave us a little bit extra time. Um, but yeah, and I think part of it, looking back, I, I definitely was a little nervous, but I was so excited to, I mean, for the first time really in my whole life, I was, what, 35 at this point, this would be the first big yeah, Move, big, big, big something. Um, and I remember being really nervous to ask my mom what she thought because yeah. we were such a close knit family and, you know, everyone's kind of in the Northern Virginia area. And she also went to George Mason and my dad did, and they were also what? from Northern Virginia area and had never moved. So I think like a part of me was like, she's just going to say like, no, like, do the safe thing. But she said, yes, like you should go do this. Me and your dad never tried anything new. Yeah. So you yes. go do it. And yeah. And so I was like, you know what, if she says it, like I am 110% now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we said it. And then I remember so vividly, my parents came down to visit just like maybe a month after we had moved down here and they both, even only being here for like a week, we're like, you made the right decision. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad you guys ah. did this. Yeah. So what about like the logistics? So like schools and your business, which we'll talk about next, um, like, cause there's so much, it's not just like location and people and culture, all big things, but it's like little logistics. I'm guessing you didn't even think of till you got down there. Yeah, I will. I mean, I am one of those people. I will research the heck out of something. I will okay. read up. To, I mean, we are watching like YouTube videos from like a hurricane that happened 
five or six years ago. We're just really trying to like figure everything out. And I, I joined all the Facebook groups. So Facebook's really big down here. Um, like all the parenting groups and the buy and sell your stuff groups. And I would, it's easy, you know, to hide behind a computer screen. So I would just message anybody in these groups. Like, Hey, we're thinking about coming. We've got five kids. What can you tell me? And so I talked to so many people and I felt like I had such a good idea of what we were getting into because it, I mean, it's so much different than the States. Like, so, so give us some examples. Uh, I mean, I guess people think we live on an all-inclusive resort, you know, down here in the Caribbean and it's not, it's very raw. I mean, there, the roads are terrible. The hospital is terrible. I mean, if our kids would break an arm, we'd fly off Island to go. I mean, it's just healthcare was a big, big concern for my husband. Um, not that we have any health issues. He was just, he needed to be the worry wart, you know, since I was so like, let's go, let's go. Um, (laughs) just like think that ruined quickly with the salt air, you know, there's house maintenance stuff, your cars are going to go to crap. Like, you know, it's just, it's, it's so different um, than what we are used to, but okay, log- logistically, I mean, we were thankful his work did, you know, did the move for us. So it wasn't, it's kind of like a, a military move where they do, you know, they pack everything, they everything up. So even the packing, you know, which would have been a nightmare with all yeah. of our stuff. Um, but we knew we'd be downsizing coming down here. So we got rid of a lot of stuff, which is a good, a nice purging feeling. Um, and that's, I think another big difference living here. Life is just simple. Yeah. It's hard to, you know, get things shipped down here. So you just don't buy it. Um, you know, so just, you just have a lot less stuff and I really, I don't know. I really, I really like this. And I thought it's, I think it's like taught me for when we do move back to the States, like, Oh, wow. Remember that time where like, we didn't need to buy all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So you do, do think you will for sure come back? I think so. Um, okay. we, we thought it was kind of like a three year thing, which it's not, it's open-ended and we've actually come this January will be three years. So it's almost been, wow. yeah, it's gone by real quick. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to say. We love it here. So we're kind of like, we don't have a reason to leave. Um, Do you think you could go back like with the things, no ocean, like, don't you think you'd miss some of this stuff? Yes. And I mean, my husband's already said we, we have to live near water. Like it's just, we've been so spoiled with that. Um, I mean, we, we miss family. That's like the big Mm -hmm. thing. We were so close, you know, to everybody we've had visitors. Um, See, so, yeah, I don't know what our future holds as far as timing, but we have no intention on leaving, you know, anytime soon. So, yeah. Well, so being um, from Colorado and going to Mason, it was so hard, like booking flights. And for the most part back then, everybody was local. And um, like there was just so much it was so much harder for me being away, but it was literally the best thing I ever did was just like leaving home and not because it was bad or good. It was just like, you get away and you're kind of on your own and you really figure out like your own core values, like your own political stance. Yes. Like, I mean, I, we, you remember me in college, you weren't having like that deep a thought. Uh, we carried all across and Whitney Houston and two of those yes. things, one of those things is still true. Um, but it wasn't, it was just good to get away. Do you feel like you gained some like personal independence being far away? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's just been really, cool to see that me and my husband, like we've done this right by ourselves with our five kids 
without, you know, we, we definitely were able to lean on our family members with, you know, we didn't ever need to get a babysitter when we were back in Virginia. Now we have to figure that out. Um, or like, you know, I need it. If someone is sick, if I had the flu, you know, my mom or someone could come over and help me with the kids where here it's, you really lean on friends, right? Like that's your friends become your family here, which for you, same thing, right? When you came to college, like your friend group, like that's your family real fast. So you get to know people real fast, real hard, you know? So, um, I don't know. I just feel really proud of the way that we've been able to kind of transition. And it's been a good feeling that I've never, not that I've never, I've done other things that were hard and I'm proud of myself, but this was like the biggest for sure. I mean, you're far away. Like it's um, international or, na- or national, whatever, however it's titled, it's, you're not close. Like it's not a quick flight home. It's not a quick process home. That's kind of how it felt for me and Mason being far away. Like it's not, and you have like, do you have to do customs and everything? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's, you got to do all this extra stuff. And um, even if you're a phone call away, there's a time to, I don't know, there's lots. that's just like details that people forget. And I remember it was so good for me to be away, but it was like, oh, for a minute there, it was like almost like an emptiness. Cause I'm like, I am out here until I had like my group, my core. And I was so glad that I had my team. Like I had immediate like-minded friends. Um, but for my kiddos, like I have a friend now that she left Taiwan and got recruited to Juilliard. And as a young person came to a different country and I tell her all the time, like, I'm so impressed now at 40. Like I still think about my young days, like for you to do that's a big deal. So even as you get older, it's a big deal to leave the nest, um, and know that you're isolated. Yeah. And because you get so comfortable, yes. right. And at, yeah. you know, so comfortable at 35 that like, yeah. why, why would I move? But yeah, I'm really glad that we did it. And it is, it's far and it's yeah. expensive, you know, to travel with, we now are a seven ticket flight family. Uh, Unbelievable. So, yeah. <laughs> and then one, this is kind of a, an interesting thing. So we don't do daylight savings time here. So I know oh. I'm two hours behind you, but when, um, like when you guys fall back, right. In the fall. So like all my family members on the East coast, they'll be an hour, I guess, behind us for half the year. Okay. And then for half the year, we're the same. That's annoying. It's like, it's really annoying. Yeah. It's like these little Island things that you're like so grateful to live here and it's beautiful. And then you're like, why the heck are we an hour behind for only half the year? And yeah, they need to get rid of daylight savings, but we'll save that for another podcast. Um, okay, so in the midst of this, tell us about the business. When did you start it? Because I didn't even know. Were you a baker in college? Did you make things? Did I ever forget that? No, no. Oh, okay, so <laughs> tell us. I mean, I, I, I love to bake and um, my mom would like make desserts and I loved them. We do Christmas cookies. But again, it was just kind of something that fell into my lap. So I was a teacher. And then when I had my first, I retired, as my husband says, I retired from teaching at 26. Yes, um, you made it far. After after a long (laughs) career. Um, But I just knew I wanted to stay home because, again, that's what my mom did. She had us and then she went back to work when the youngest was in kindergarten. So that was always my plan. And I had the first and I loved it, but I am like a busybody. I I need something to do. So I was still kind of doing like tutoring and doing some other little things just here and there to get it out, get out of the house and to like stay busy. Um, And then it was my daughter, my oldest daughter's second birthday. And that's, I think when like Pinterest really exploded. We're we're Um, so young. 
just sitting at home looking at Pinterest, drooling over like what my wedding could have been like if I had a binder. Um, Damn it. We should have made but, binders. <laughs> um, but so I, I saw these really cute decorated cookies. So I emailed this woman in our area asking if I could get um, decorated cookies for my daughter's birthday. And I asked her like a week before and she was totally booked. I remember thinking like, oh, really? Like, all right, well, I'm going to do it myself. So I tried and they were like, they were, I mean, I wish I had pictures of my very first ones. They were terrible. But then I practiced because I like, when I want to do something, I research like crazy and I did watch YouTube videos and I'm reading and I'm practicing. So come her birthday, they were like fine for someone who had never really done it before. But I like posted some pictures and then a friend saw him and said her sister was having a bridal shower. Could I make some cookies? And honestly, it was just kind of word of mouth yeah. from there. And I had no idea what I was doing business-wise, but I just kind of started. Yeah. You do um, the LLC, I, you do the bank account. Cause like yeah. there's the skill. So the cookie business, it's the cookie monster, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She does mom. custom cookies. They're absolutely gorgeous. And she's really nailed the social media. We'll talk about that. Um, it's like soothing. If, even if you don't like cookies or whatever, watching them being made is so relaxing and like, it's kind of fun to see it come together. Um, but you put them together, you nice. And so you do the business, you do like, you got to do the skill with the business and learning that as an entrepreneur is really hard to do all the business. If you've never done it before. Yes. And it is, it's so much work. Yeah, like, it is doing all those things. And it's just, it's so much behind the scenes that people don't realize. (laughs) And I feel like I like, even just the amount of emails you're doing or calls making. And once you have, you know, all the paperwork that was annoying to get the business set up, you know, legally and all that stuff. um, Then after that, I was kind of like, well, you know what, this is going to be my thing. I need to really go for it. So I would like go to networking things and small business meetings once a month. And I really, like, I took it really seriously. Like it was, it was a hobby maybe for like a year. And then when people were legit ordering, I was like, all right, this is like, this is my new thing. I'm not a teacher anymore. This will be my profession. If you want to call it that, you know, it Um, is. Yeah, it is. And it's, I still laugh though. I'm like, I'm, I'm a cookie lady. I make cookies for a living. Like how, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to me. Yeah. Um, You don't never know how the path winds. And as a branding professional, I'm very like, call it whatever you want. Cause reality is nothing more than applied meaning, blah, blah, blah. Like, especially in sports, I'm like, what's your age and what's your weight? And like, women will be like, well, I don't want to say that. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm looking at what you are, no matter what you can say, I'm 56 and 500 pounds or five, two, 120. And like, you're seeing what it is. So anyways, I I think it's funny that the path kind of winds and regardless of how we call it that, like, if you look at it, it kind of, it probably fits. Like, I mean, you loved food at one point you're, you are kind of teaching online essentially right now. Right. And I did, that was kind of one thing I added to my business is cookie classes. So I would host classes in my house and have groups of like 10, I want to say I I don't think I had any men. It was all women that came to them. But yeah, that kind of became part of my business and my brand as well. You know, custom cookies and classes. Oh, I didn't Um, even know that. Were you doing that? Are you doing that in the Virgin Islands now in St. Croix? I've done a couple here. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, I really worked hard at it. And I was, another thing, you know, you talked about, um, varsity people and like, you know, really, you know, giving all in something. I started reading, you know, business books and entrepreneur, like all these things. Cause I didn't, I wanted it to be more than a hobby. 
Yeah. If I was really going for it, you know, and I read a lot of things like you can't treat it like a hobby. You have to treat it like a job if you're going to be legit. So that's, that's what I did. And I did, I feel like I worked really hard for a couple of years to get the word out um, and work with other businesses and make partnerships and things like that. Um, so that it was a legit, a strong, you know, business for me. Yeah. Do you have good words of advice for someone starting out? Because to me, like the process isn't that different. If you're, you know, slanging brand, branding and marketing or cookies or a service or a consumer package good, it's all kind of the same business wise. Like there's certain things you have to do to get set up and you're wearing all the hats. You're the accountant, yeah. you're the marketer, you're the baker, you're everything. Do you have good words of advice for someone that's out there? It's like, I didn't really know that I was, I never even dreamed of being an entrepreneur. And then now like I have opportunity. I know I don't want the nine to five, which I think is most of our under 25s. Yeah. Um, there's more entrepreneurship than ever, but do you have any good words of advice for anyone starting out that like maybe their hobby is going to become their business? Um, I'd say read books. Yeah. You know, find books about entrepreneurship and um, what, you know, find what might be your weakness. If it's the marketing side, then do more research on marketing, reach out to somebody, you know, get a little, a mentor, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, that could help you with the things that you're not, not that you're not as good at, you're just not experienced. Yeah. I mean, I I was a history major in college that literally helps me zero uh, with what what I'm doing now. We could argue what kind of history it was too, but we'll save that for another day, (laughs) especially coming from George Mason, um, (laughs) which is hilarious. Um, So yeah. And, um, I'm trying to think me, I mean, I think the mentor is a big thing and it's not like I didn't, I never paid anybody, but I reached out to somebody on social media that was doing the same thing. And it's not that she was an expert at it, but I knew she was doing the same thing and just kind of bouncing ideas off of her and seeing what worked for her and her hearing what worked for me. And I didn't take all of it, but maybe it was one little piece that I thought, you know what, I I can implement that and see how it works. Um, So really just talking, you know, to other people. I agree. I think use your resources. And I love, like, that's a great example of how the narrative around women with women, like, she, like comes, the, the old school is like, women don't want to help women or women don't like women or whatever, but you reach out. And I think you were seeing that shift where women will help women or women will help men or whatever. But it's like, yeah. I think there is very much more of a mindset of abundance. And I'm like, I'm not worried about this other girl that's going to do a cookie business. that's like mine. Like there's 11 billion people in this world. Of course I'll help you. Like, that's great. There's yes. more than enough to go around. Yeah. And I think another thing to add to that is when you are asking for help, you, you need to like show them that you are trying yourself though. Like you're working hard. You're not just trying to get answers without also working hard. So I'm not contacting somebody with 50,000 questions. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I want them to know I've researched this, but I just, I'm curious as to what they think about this one thing, right? I'd be more willing to help somebody that I know is working hard rather than just like, can you give me your recipe? A hundred percent. Like, as opposed to I've tried, you know, mine keep doing this, you know, is it the amount of flour you're putting in or something like someone that they're doing their part as well to make themselves better rather than just trying to get that <laughs> something easy. free. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and they don't need to pay me for it. I'm happy to, to help them, but I, I'd like to know that I'm not spending hours of my time when they could have been doing some of the work themselves. Absolutely. Do you think that your athletic career really like set you up and teed you up to be a successful entrepreneur? I think it definitely shaped the work ethic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, part of it, the balancing, you know, it's funny. I actually was cleaning out my office and I had held on to a notebook from Mason. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a hoarder. I am like 
the opposite of hoarding. I throw everything away. But for some reason, I kept this notebook, probably because it had some blank pages in it I thought I could use. But I had, <laughs> I'm like a super planner to the hour. So oh. I'm a, a handwritten planner person. I think I've told you, like, I just started using Google Calendar. I need to, like, have it written down and by the hours, the planner that I buy every wow. year, it is by the hour. And I have something written down in every slot. Oh, I'll okay. write down like fold laundry because I need to see it there for that time slot so I can check it off. And I was like that in college, looking back at this, it was a blank notebook, but I would write Monday with a date, six to 8 a.m. running, 8.30 to nine, shower, nine to 11.30, classes, like, and then all these things. But I was forgetting how much lacrosse we had. Yeah. Oh, and, girlfriend. It's like, it's a full-time job. Yes. And yeah. so like, we were having two days and then I forgot we would do those individuals, you know, with like groups <laughs> oh, yeah. of four. And then like, I'd have to work in study hall time and all this stuff. So you just really had to figure out how to balance your life. And we weren't, you know, lacrosse wasn't technically a job, but if you think about like our lives today, that was a job that you had yeah. to balance with your social life and your family life and your classes and all that stuff. So I think it really prepared me for being able to balance my five children and a business and a husband. Um, They're nothing so. compared to us. Like, <laughs> you know, what so impresses me is that you have that book. And I, I think you were there when, I mean, it was Robin and I, and like all the, all the ones that were like, our head was mostly screwed on tight, but like, you know, um, but we couldn't, like, if you didn't have the book, like for the meeting, the handbook, you were going to be in deep crap. And I don't know if you were there, but like a couple of times, one of us didn't have it. So we'd go to Ray in our training room and we'd get one of his handbooks that looked like it. And then we'd sit in the back of the meeting and then not see the cover if you just didn't have like showing up to practice like right. in the wrong uniform, which also yes. happened. But, um, yes, so anyways, it's funny that you have that now and we couldn't keep track of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think sports definitely. And that's why I'm not forcing my children to do them, but I think, and they enjoy them right now. So we're going to keep on doing them, but I think it's great, you know, teaching them to be prepared with their stuff, mm -hmm. make sure they have their swimming goggles for practice, you know, where are their basketball shoes, like all those things. I think it's just great, you know, yeah. for personal and as well as all the teamwork stuff. For um, sure. Well, yeah. to learn it now, I think is critical. So like then teachers or coaches aren't teaching it. Like I, I, as a business professional, I love hiring my former athletes. I mean, it's night and day and I'm open to hire it. It's equal opportunity to play over here. But when I, my athletes come through the door, I'm always excited because I know they get the joke because it's zero years yeah. old when you're in college, you really do have to like manage a lot. And when I talk to my non-athlete friends, they're like, yeah, we drink like every night. And I was like, oh no, we had like Sundays, we went to rhinos. And then like, other right. than that, we weren't, we were, we were, we were playing lacrosse. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why now after college, I was like, all right, it's party time. Who wants right. to do adult spring break till we're 50? Um, yeah. <laughs> we're um, another out. thing, probably, and tell me if you see this with the people, the athletes that you have hired, um, being on time. Uh, well, I'm terrible about that usually because I'm oh. I'm the worst multitasker. Like I will get it done and whatever. Um, but being on time, teamwork, like working with other people. I've noticed like uh, like if we're in like a group event, I don't have to micromanage, like go meet people, go like they're always extroverted, like there's skills there. Right. Yeah. The the being on time thing that started for me with my high school coach. Like okay. if you weren't 10 minutes early, you were late. And yeah. it was my freshman year, I remember, and I was we were had to be, you know, at the bus at four o'clock to get to a game. And I went with some of the older girls to get like 
a subway sub because that was the cool thing to do. <laughs> and we got to the bus at like 3.55 and she was like, none of you are starting. And it kind of blew my mind because I, in my head, well, four o'clock, that's when you said to be here. But that kind of like set the tone, I think, for my athletics and my life until I moved here where now everyone's on island time and I'm having yes. to like shift things <laughs> and like someone s- sends out an invite for six o'clock for like, you know, happy hour and we're there right at six and everyone else is like, no, like, yeah. Yeah, don't, sure. ever, don't, don't be the first one at a party. Like, come on, you can't ever be that human. That's the, I I've done a ton of like little parties here. When someone comes like at the time, I'm like, don't, you know, I'm still setting up. Like, you know how this works. Don't be the first. Um, what, what, how are you like personality wise? If you don't like, if you're not doing your laundry in the time slot, like what happens when the schedule goes awry? Um, so I've got little arrows that will, you know, take it to a different time <laughs> slot. Certain things will be bubbled and circled. You know, oh my God. Get to it one day it gets bounced, bounced over to the other. Um, I just, I have to operate that way or nothing okay. would get done. Or I, I think I would just like sit on my phone and scroll all day if I didn't have a list of things. And I think I'm competitive and okay. so I'm with myself. So if I have a list of 10 things, like I'm working hard to check those off, um, I love yeah, it. That's just, yeah. Well, I think it's about finding your flow and like knowing your personality. Have you done any like core value testing or like intuitives or religion or like any of that stuff for like deeper inner self understanding? I did. And now why am I blanking on it? Oh, the Enneagram. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm a one. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that one of my friends is really into it and I didn't, I took the test and I like read up on it a little bit, but then I stopped. She's really into it and she was surprised. I was a one. I don't know that. I don't know the background. Like I don't, most of my friends, I think are like sevens or eights or nines. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't think I know a lot of ones though. Tell what is, what is a one? Like, what, tell us about it. I don't remember. I really don't remember. I think one was of them meaningful. was like loyal. <laughs> I just did it because it was on my list of things to do to take the exactly. test and I wanted to check it off. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember. I think it's something about like working hard and like fairness is important. Cause I do think that like, if you work your butt off, like you yeah. should get rewarded for that versus somebody that just asked someone That's else it. for the answer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll have to, I'll do more research and then we, let's do a whole Enneagram. <laughs> Let's do. Well, I like it because I'm super into that stuff. Like I like like the intuitives. I'm not the most religious person, but I believe in higher, like higher, larger order. Um, But I like like all like tell me all the intel and like some of the stuff I found, like my top core values were um, honesty, independence, obviously, and then creativity. And when I got that, I was like creativity. Then I'm like, of course, like I love printing shirts and, you know, do whatever. I did this myself. Um, So it's just stuff that you don't really like see. But like I, I was curious, maybe like creativity or like baking or something like that was in there because um kind of like your journey like you kind of have to go with the path because there's things that unfold as you get older that you didn't realize you really cared about or were passionate about but I do think sometimes larger order looks out and like winds you in those directions even though you had no plan or a, you know minute by minute agenda to get there yeah and I definitely never had a plan of owning a business that was never yeah. you know growing up I thought I'd be a teacher and have the summers off and raise my kids, which I, you know, am doing, but not the teaching part. Uh, but yeah, I never thought I would be a creative or an entrepreneur. Um, so it's kind of cool how that made its way. Yeah. Why, 
I hope more people check out your journey. And this was kind of outside of a great excuse to hang out with a longtime friend um, to you to really like share this story because it's so amazing. One, we never know what's next, but in this day and age, so there's so much opportunity to do your own thing and have control of your own life and be able to stay home with your kids. Or maybe you don't have kids, you have dogs and you want to go hike on a Wednesday at 9 a.m. Or there's everything is kind of shifting to the majority of people taking their future and their destiny into their own hands. And entrepreneurship is such a magical thing. And you don't have to be like this predetermined entrepreneur and know all the things like you can just show up with your passion and figure it out. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Do you um, do anything on YouTube at all? I don't. I think I maybe posted like a cookie video years ago and then I was like, eh, this is too much. Yeah. Um, But I probably should have. Well, it's one more thing and it's like cringe. Like I'm trying to do TikTok and YouTube and it's like, okay, I'm here for, there is such a positive side to social media. The other side, I'm like, to get in and get out. Like it's business to me, but, um, YouTube, I will say, and I don't know why I feel compelled to tell you this. Cause I'm not like a YouTube slinger or really any social media thing, but, um, the shorts are taking off right now. And I actually think I'm going to do a whole podcast about it because it's, it's going everywhere. I think I have more views on my page in India than I do in America, which is really cool, um, to cultivate larger conversation, expand your audience, whatever, but the shorts are kicking up and it's such an amazing opportunity to teach. And I feel like there's going to be some big through line with you bringing your teaching and athletic and like the core values about being on time and learning like these life skills through maybe cookie baking or whatever. And then like teaching, like, I think it's such a cool way to get in front of kids that are now like homeschooled because there's more homeschool kids than before um, right. to, to some sort of like teaching and stuff. So I don't know. I just see that for some being some kind of major through line um, to get on there and, and do what you're doing anyways. Yeah. Well, maybe I can have my 10, or 10 and 11 year old help me because they're always talking about shorts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm serious. And it, it goes back to like the entrepreneur business owner doing everything. Like yeah. why? Like I'm and part of it probably just because I'm not outsourcing this and I could, I just, I don't know. My business is kind of where I'm, I'm comfortable being at this, this stage in life with young kids and everything. Um, but like I'm spend, you know, when reels first started and I was spending hours <laughs> figuring out reels, I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, yeah. this is so dumb. Why am I spending time on this? But you know, it works and it's free, yeah. um, for your business. So yeah, YouTube was just kind of another thing. I guess I could well, no, no pressure of mine. Just put it into universe. I think like most things, opportunity will come when it needs to. Uh, it's just so much less work like shorts. I will tell you, my page is growing. This is going to turn into a YouTube ad and they're not paying me. So that's a problem. But um, my shorts have literally, I had, um, I don't even know, like 70 followers subscribers and it's over a thousand now, primarily wow. because of dog videos. So it's stuff I have on my phone anyways, cause I'm here for my dogs. Right. And I uploaded one one day and it was like 10,000 views. Like I threw a song on it. It was, and it's for me cause the social media to me is like a time capsule where I can put video yes. and I can go on there and see things. And I yeah. like that, but people love dogs. And so here I am right. like, let's talk about social and racial justice. And it's like, yay, but Cleo's climbing a hill. Let's watch 55,000 views of that. So I know. So I, it's real because like I'm videoing it. So anyways, my long-winded point is if you're out there and you have something, you're passionate about it, shorts right now is such an amazing way to connect. So maybe the content you're already doing, maybe just pass it over there. Um, right. But the YouTube university, like the teaching and everything, I think is just so magical and such a great way to bring your skill set to the table and teach other people. So that's yeah. my bit on that. We're not slinging YouTube anymore. Um, but it's grown off like way less effort than the intention that I do on my reels or yeah. um, the TikTok videos or anything. It's kind of crazy. So there's my tidrip of a glitter for YouTube and that's it. But I think it's great. So, and you already utilize YouTube a lot for your learnings, right? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I use it. I'm always searching for things, you know, researching whether it's like a workout video, right? Like a 10 minute workout video or a different technique for something or Googling how to do certain things on reels, like, you know, through YouTube, it's yeah, you can find anything there. It's amazing. I love it. How was the transition going from, so the business is in St. Croix, but they, she also has um, uh, headquarters in Virginia, but how was mm-hmm. it going from, from Virginia to St. Croix? Like, tell me about sourcing ingredients, baking, the temperature, all of it. Yeah. Luckily it was pretty smooth. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I haven't had to change anything as far as ingredients or, I mean, I had to get used to my oven, but that's, that's if you changed houses anywhere, yeah. you have to get used to your oven. Um, but yes, yeah, so the, I still have a kitchen in Virginia that my sister took over. Um, so when I figured, so she actually, I hired her on after I had my last one. So it, it kind of got, the business got bigger than what I could handle at that right. point in my life. Um, so, and she had a little one at home and I thought, you know, this is great. Both of us, you know, I'll pay her to bake the cookies and she'll do it at my house. She can bring my niece over and then yeah. I get to see my niece and all that stuff. It, it works great. And then when we were moving, I, I'm just such a people, a people pleaser. And I was like, oh my gosh, all these clients that I've had for like five years and it's, you know, they're repeat. So I did their kids or I did the baby shower and then I did, you know, their first birthday and then yeah. they're turning like three. And I don't know, I just have such a personal connection to all these, you know, the business and, yeah. and the people I've met along the way. And I felt like I was letting people down, which I don't know, maybe it was a silly feeling again, because it's, it's cookies. It's not like I'm their doctor or things like that. But so I, I asked my sister, you know, would you want to take over? Like, this could be a good side hustle for you. Um, and obviously easy because all my clients, you know, they'll just go to you. So I gave her a quick, I mean, it was like a two month crash course real quick. Luckily she was always there at my house, you know, anyways, and she's a quick learner and has done amazing with it. So I still do all the communication for it. And I think part of it, maybe not that I'm a control freak, but I just, I love that connection with those people, you know? And so I didn't want to just hand off everything. And I think she was happy to just do what I told her to do, you know, as far as make these types of cookies, have them ready on these days while I still was kind of the face of the business, you know? Um, so that kind of stayed in Virginia and then coming down here, I, I just did what I did in Virginia. I went to networking things and I would take logo cookies to businesses and say, look, you know, I can do this. Lucky for me, there was no one else on Island doing it. So I, okay. I've got this market cornered. Um, so people were excited about it and, you know, it took a, a, you know, a couple months to kind of get things going, but all it took was one person that was really happy. And then she told all her friends and then community influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but again, I mean, I did, I worked hard at the beginning getting, the word out there and having to, you know, make connections again in this new community where I knew, I mean, we moved here knowing not a single person. Wow. Who was the first person you met? Um, First person we met. So this is a interesting story. And I feel like this is, again, goes to the doing your research. If you're moving or, or anything, really one of the Facebook groups, it was a parenting group. And one of the moms had like written back to me after I said, have any advice. And she was like, I've been here for maybe eight years. I've got three boys. Call me right now. 
And so I <laughs> called her and she was great. We had like an hour long phone conversation. And then we rented a house when we first moved down for a month. And she lived in that neighborhood and she was running by and she stopped and like, she's, you know, one of my best friends here. So yes. just making that connection. And since we do have the five kids, we met, you know, other families really fast through the school. And again, like I said before, just because not many people have family here, your community yeah. becomes your family real fast. So um, it just, you know, they also helped friends, quick friends, help spread the word about the business as well. Yes. So. I love it. I mean, it's literally influencer marketing. You find one that will spread your gospel, but it's really beautiful because it's like authentic, genuine endorsement. It's not a targeted ad. It's not like a banner you put on a wall. It's like a genuine endorsement from someone that's a genuine fan. It's really powerful. Right. And I do remember when I first moved down, I forget, let's see. So if we moved down in January, um, Valentine's day would be the, you know, the big cookie holiday that was next. And, um, one of my friends said, Oh, post it in the, parents Facebook page. And I'm just not, that's not me. I'm not yeah. a salesman. I'm not pushing it in your face. And I was like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Like she's like, well, I'll post it for you. Like, so she posted yes, that, even you know, better. there was going to be this, her friend was doing this cookie sale. And like, so like, you know, you don't, you know, you just kind of need a couple people to be yeah. on your side and, um, you know, not that she was fighting for me, but she was really endorsing you know, my product and me as a person too. Um, well, yeah. that's what it is. And it's not to be minimized about um, how you are a part of somebody's life. Like it might be a cookie, it might be a swim lesson, it might be these things, but in our lives, like we don't have that much personal connect to people anymore because of social media or whatever. Um, we're a disconnected society. So these little things you remember right. as a young person are like my cookies, or I always had the same cake as I grew up or they're really big deal. So I don't think it's to be minimized when you're like, I care so much about my people. Or I was afraid about disappointing them, like leaving them because it's probably a bigger piece of their life life than you even know. Right. And to welcome them into like their first child's first birthday. And like, these are really big moments in people's lives. So to be a part of that is a big deal. And I work with brands, whether it's Nike or whatever, or we won't name drop and do that, be that person. But I, we always try and help them humanize the brand. Like we're not this disconnected situation anymore. We want influencers that are going to be in it for a long-term mutually beneficial situation. And we want to like tell the owner's story because people care about people. Like the cookies might be great, but I bet you at this point, they're more showing up for Alex than they are the cookies or like your story. Or we want to support a mom of five. Like that's where we are in the society. And it's a really cool thing to see. And I think if you're an entrepreneur listening, when you do care like that authentically, that's when your business is successful. Successful. Would you kind of agree with that? Yes, I totally agree. And going to towards the social media and, you know, the things that I wasn't comfortable doing at first when Instagram rolled out their stories, right? I remember thinking like, oh gosh, this is like gross. I don't want to like, <laughs> post so little bit. like who cares what I'm doing right now? That is like the biggest thing. I will be out and someone will be like, oh my gosh, you don't really know me, but I feel like I know Hunter. Like he was the star of the show for two years while the rest were in school and he goes home with me. And, and I find that too, when I'm like, you know, following certain people, I love their stories. I want to yeah. see their face and, you know, what they're doing and what kind of person they are. Cause I want to support you. And I know some people are a different person yeah. on social media. Um, I feel like I'm pretty true to myself when I put on there, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, but yeah, you want to feel connected to them and their product. And it just, it means so much more. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, I don't, I, I'm okay with it. Cause I, um, 
I'm like you. I love what I do. I'm, I'm into it, but I don't necessarily like to be in the mix of it at all times. And I, I'm sure it appears a different way. Uh, but if you can kind of reverse the thinking and know that there's a lot of people that aren't doing things the right way and they don't care and they're just doing it for the attention or whatever. So if you can kind of step in and like disrupt the noise and show because everything you're doing is authentic. You love the business. You love your kiddos. Even if it's you making a sandcastle, I think just the authenticity and realness, if you can embrace that and be like, well, at least I'd rather me be doing that than maybe someone looking at Kim Kardashian's new butt lift or right. whatever. Like if I can step into that space and okay, if you want to watch me lift weight, you're at the right spot. Like we will do this. Yeah. And, and you kind of just like, let it be. So I don't know. I hear you on the internet. I think most entrepreneurs do not want to be the face of the brand on social media. Yes, that's, but now that's, you that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, I feel like you've done a really good job with like the videos and everything. Did you, I mean, you were intentional about doing all that, right? That, I, I mean, definitely. Once it kind of was known that you're getting more views with videos, I really cranked those up, you know? Um, and I don't, like, I really don't care about the number of followers. Like I said, my business, I am happy where it is. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing like paid thing. I'm not endorsing brands for these big <laughs> partnerships on Instagram. So I don't, I don't really look into, and I know a lot of people are into that, you know, yeah. for the business. For me, I just don't care as much. So I do it for fun and I, I do it for views too. But um, yeah, it's kind of just, it was one of those learning processes at the beginning of, you know, what, how do I navigate this social media and do I really care? How much effort do I want to put into it? Yeah. Um, so. Well, I think that's fair. And if you keep the balanced approach, I think is the critical one. Um, I try and get in and get off, but I think that's, what's so beautiful about podcasting is like, you might not want to share a story, but we can come on now, have this conversation and people can connect with you and understand, you know, taking a leap in life, having five kids or maybe not life, not turning out the way we planned it, even though we plan every day. So I think right. there's so many things to see that you know, we can connect on some level and have like a more in-depth conversation on stuff and people can be like, oh my God, Alex is so cool. And like, that's really cool that she does this or, um, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> it's, it's cool that she researches for her business and stuff. Like I, I didn't really know you were that much of a researcher, um, or that like, maybe that that's planned. my, maybe that's my history background, right? My I think, history. I don't, I didn't even know you were a history major. That's I'm hilarious. Major, yeah. Yeah. And then a political science minor. Oh, interesting, man. You were checking all the boxes that yeah. 2020 could have been really aggressive with. Um, you went, you went yeah. to the right direction. Go with the cookies, get, yes. get off, yeah. get off the mainland. Um, yeah. That's amazing. All right. Well, I want to be sensitive to time. We could go on here. We won't tell college stories because we both want our businesses to continue to thrive. Yes. But where do we find you? Give us hashtags, websites, whatever. Um, okay. Instagram is, is like my go-to since I'm not really on YouTube yet, but I might be, um, in the near future. So I'm just at the cookie mom. So M O M stir dot or no at the cookie Momster kitchen. That's my, my Instagram. And I don't even have a website. A lot of like businesses I'm, don't. I'm like, you know, what, eight or nine years into this. And I have, I have a Google form. Like that's what people use to order and it works wonderfully. So why, why change it? Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't ship, so I'm not, you know, no one needs to find me for, for cookie purposes, but if you want, you know, some cookie content or Island life content or motherhood content, you can find me there. 
Yeah, go look at the island is absolutely stunning. But again, if you're kind of in something where you've always done something, you're looking to get uncomfortable and make a shift in life. Maybe it's not a big move, but it's you're stepping into a new job or maybe you want to have your first child or your fifth child or maybe you just want to get divorced or make any whatever kind of leap it is. I think Alex is a really good example of making a massive leap and then finding a way to work. But I also think another through line of your story is you kind of create your processes and then you can when they're successful, you can do those same processes in a different situation, you know, like the schedule, then you transfer it to um, St. Croix and, you know, the business, like there's so many things you find something that works and then you kind of implement in a whole new zone. You don't have to recreate the wheel. Right. And it doesn't need to be the same for everybody. There's plenty of people that would say, no, don't research, just go do it. Like, would be you me. know, <laughs> leave your job. You're not happy. Go do it. There's others of us that would be like, I want to do it, but I'm going to research everything. So everyone, you know, it's going to look different for everybody. So don't stress, yeah. you know, over over how someone else is doing it or they went through it, like whatever works for you. Yeah. It work. Yeah. Just be open-minded to it. Cause it might be the best movie. Right? Ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, maybe we'll check in in six months when you're a famous YouTuber um, yes. and you've got this super international business, like in an actual international country. Um, yes. But check out Alex's videos. Even if you're not into cookies, go watch the Instagram. Cause I'm telling you they're mesmerizing. You'll watch one and then you'll like an hour will pass by and you realize you've watched like an entire holiday calendar year of cookies <laughs> that were made. Um, but go check her out. Alex, thank you for the time and energy. Welcome. And this has been great. Yeah. I'm going to come down there before you guys move. Mark my word. I know. Yes, you have to. Cause you've got a friend that's down here too. Yeah. Shout out to Jen K. Yes. She's out there. You guys connected too, right? I'm not making that yeah, up. We have. See, so I've got a bunch of crew down there. Um, but until then check us out. This will be on YouTube. If you want to watch that. Yeah. So I'll suck you in, um, but go check her out and we'll connect again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.